It's Wimbledon, discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JBB in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant God damn <laughs> Yo, ladies and gentlemen, we are bike with another another episode of the one and only D1 Ignite University Podcast It is your host with the most, Jamal Brown As usual, I'm here to give you everything that you need, want to Or don't think you want to know Because that's just the kind of person I am but I don't like doing it alone because I get lonely sometimes and it's okay. So I bring my homies with me every time. So say what's up to him. Turk, what's mm-hmm. But now, hey, look, you know, glad to be won't be back with you guys and be waiting the crew. Look forward to have a good episode. But now, man, look forward to having a good episode with y'all, man. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Who? What's up? It's your boy, B. Coop J underscore affiliated. You know what I'm saying? We back at it again. You know what I'm saying? And, um, this week's Take My Pads Off Award is not the Dallas Cowboys. It's not the, the Dallas da- Cowboys. So I guess it's time we get on to our next topic. It's not music related for y'all. Don't like enough hip hop. Go listen to some Frank Sinatra. I love Frank. Um, this ain't that talk. But some big news did happen in the basketball world today. Giannis signed his extension with Milwaukee. I know plenty of teams are sad at that. Me. Mm. on teams that are sad and it bursts a lot of expectations but it changes the whole landscape of the nba before anything ever happened turk a resident basketball professor what does this mean for the bucks and what does this mean for the uh, east so first thing i want to say uh coop uh sorry for your dallas mavericks man i know y'all was looking forward to having a chance to get Giannis. fam 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 this but, was the three people we wanted I wanted Giannis, <laughs> I wanted Bradley Bill, and I wanted Buddy Hield in that order, and we got neither three Negroes. To, to go back to what Jamal said about his point about what does this do for the Milwaukee Bucks and landscape of the NBA, I think this makes things pretty interesting in the East because now you know Giannis actually wants to be in Milwaukee, so now he you're going to get his full you're going to get his full commitment, you're going to get his full effort. And the East is going to be really interesting now, man. You know what I'm saying? Now you have the Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie. You still have the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kimball Walker. You have the Toronto Raptors who will always be a good team. You have the Philadelphia 76ers with a new coach, Doc Rivers. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, you, you had the Miami Heat. Can't forget about them. They just went to the NBA Finals. So, like, man, like, this, this makes the <laughs> East. You, this makes the East really interesting, man. I think it's going to be really competitive. But the Milwaukee is still going to run into the same issue. Giannis has to develop his offensive skill set. If Giannis develops his offensive skill set, I can see the Milwaukee Bucks going to the NBA Finals. Because really, like, for you to be the best player on the team and you don't have a high skill set and you're not and you're not serviceable in the half court setting, that's not that's not good, man. And that's where Milwaukee struggles, man. But as far as the landscape of the NBA. I think the Eastern Conference is going to be really competitive, man. I'm just curious to see how it's going to play out. Really interested to see, man. Coop, I know you're in, you're in a situation where you're mourning. I'm mourning too. I wanted Giannis in Miami, but how do you feel about this? How do you think it's going to affect the NBA? In I, I I would say this: Giannis has really stayed put, and if you were to trade him, that's a very hard way to to trade mm-hmm. somebody. Um, however, I would say for the NBA, this is good because it allows parity and no super team with Giannis could be created. However, for Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks, this is twofold. For both of you in question, you cannot complain. What happens? You both are stuck with each other for five years. Giannis, I don't, I don't want to hear. You ain't got no help. You ain't got this. You ain't got in the third. Held to the knob. Milwaukee Bucks, I don't want to hear no complaining. Uh, None of that if you can't make it to the NBA Finals. That's all I'm going to say. 
if you, if you think about it, bro, the Milwaukee Bucks have a really good team, bro. They have a great team, but their star player, Giannis, just is not excelling the half court setting, man. That's literally all it is, bro. If this man develops an offensive skill set, he develops a little bit of a back, a post game, a mid range game. You know what I'm saying? Working on your back, your skill set, breaking your defender down. He develops something, bro. They have a chance to make the NBA Finals, man. Turk, just, I, 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 how Turk, long are we gonna I give think, him, Turk? Turk, I think you're going too much in detail. Giannis needs a consistent 15 foot jump shot. If Giannis can hit from the elbow, you have to respect, you have to guard him at least at that free throw line. I mean, but here's the thing, Jamal, here's the thing. His jump shot has improved, though. It has it's improved since he came in the league. It has yes. improved. But that's still not saying a whole lot. Bro, uh, I'm just saying, man. I just, I, Giannis, Giannis, you have to do better, man, like Coop said. And me and Coop argue about LeBron James all that all the time. But Coop said it right, man. It can't be no more excuses. You got back-to-back MVPs. Your team has had what? Then the Milwaukee Bucks had the best record. Wait a minute. What in the, the league. Best record twice, right? I think I in the league once. Back-to-back, back to back, best record in the, in the league. Back-to-back. In the league? Back, okay, back-to-back. Oh, uh, Whatever it was. Either way, this is the second time that you had the – you've had the number one team in the East. You Your team has had a great record. At some point, you got to step <laughs> up, man. You got You got to step up. You, you got you got my boy Drew Holiday over there now. You got my boy Drew Holiday who clamps up, has a high offensive skill set, has veteran leadership. You got Chris Middleton over there. You got role players surrounded by you. You, you got to step up, man. You got to step up. No excuses. He's got to do better. The e- the East is not wide open, even though they may be favored to be the number one seed. The East, I don't even think Giannis is the biggest question mark in the East. The biggest question mark is still – how healthy is KD? Yes, he looked good in his last one preseason game, but we can't see how healthy you are after one game. We got to see how you are 20, 30 games down the road. Can you still elevate? Can you still shoot? Are you going to get hurt again? These are what we need to know. Because if KD is healthy, KD is the second best player on the planet. As far as that, Jamal, as far as the Kiwi injuries, right? I think in this situation, I think it's a little bit different, right? Because we saw with Dominique Wilkins when he had his Achilles injury. Dominique's, Dominique's game was based upon what? All of his athleticism, right? Yes. Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles towards his later stage of his career, maybe when he was like 34, 35 around this time. KD's what, 31? You know, I think for someone of KD's caliber of his skill set, this is a player that relies more on his skill set and his jump shot. I think he'll be straight. But Coop, as we as we seen, well, what is it? Was it what is it? A high ankle bone? How that? What's inside ankle, inside ankle bone got to be high. Hey, inside ankle bone got to be high, man. You got to be able to take care of your body. I, I'll say this: If KD has another Achilles injury after this, his career is done. His career is done. And Turk, Turk, you're not wrong about that. His game's definitely not predicated around his athleticism. But there's one thing that you cannot t- that you forgot to take into account that involves KD that does not involve Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins wasn't seven feet tall. When you're seven feet tall, everything is more complicated and different because there's not too many humans on the planet who are built like you. And even though KD is skinny, he is trim, KD is 200 plus pounds because he is seven feet tall. That's a whole different ball game. If KD was five was 5'11". If KD was 6'2", I wouldn't, I wouldn't have these questions. I wouldn't say nothing about it. But him being 7 feet, him wearing what size does he wear? Probably a 17, 16 shoe. <laughs> that means a whole lot from an injury like this that honestly, it's just going to take time. I don't wish any ill will upon him. I don't wish injury on him because I'm not a dick. But to properly evaluate this, this ain't no ankle. This ain't no ankle injury. This ain't one That's, night and you good. You, it's right. just gonna take some time. KD yeah. is allowed to take rest this season whenever he wants, and I'm okay with that. My biggest thing about that team is gonna be when they face adversity. You have two guys who are yep. not leaders who who complain during adversity. So I don't know who the leader on that team is. Dan Witty. I, I think I, I'll say this. You couldn't even say I, that shit for the streets. 
I think I think now you're running to I think I think now you're running to a situation to where I think I mean I would hope that KD is humbling himself, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you you got you got past all that championships though. Look, though 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 it was in a weird fashion and uh, unpresentable fashion that a lot of people wouldn't do. You still went to the NBA finals, got two rings, right? Cool. Now you gotta get that ego off of you. You know what I'm saying? Now now there's a time where you have to leave, right? And we can we can all agree, right? If Kyrie Irving and KD learn to play with each other, they can be a, a dominant force in the East. Can make the NBA Finals. They, they can be something if they if they learn to work with each other. But y'all said it right. When adversity hits, it can't be no Kyrie. Oh man, we need better veteran leadership. Oh, the young boys. You. Yeah. The young bloods need to step up and in the worst quarter of all time. So, Kyrie, how do you feel about the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> well, there's Julius Irving and then there's Kyrie Irving. When I saw that, I said, bro, this man said there's Julius Irving and then there's Kyrie Irving. And I said, oh, dang, just forget Dan Witty, forget Jared Allen, forget DeAndre Jordan, forget all of them, huh? Hmm. Hey man, it's gonna be interesting to say the least. But Kyrie doesn't go anywhere and not make it interesting. The man is just so damn talented. We just wish he would shut up. But 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 you have two players who by themselves couldn't do it and needed help. But you got two players who probably have the lowest chance of taking accountability for their actions. You got two mentally weak guys. Two mentally weak guys is not a good mix. At all. Especially when they're the best players on your team. Especially when they're the best. Especially when they're the best player and one is extremely ball dominant. At least KD can play off the ball and is used to it. Has basically been off the ball his entire career. But Kyrie, what good, honestly, what good is Kyrie without the ball in his hand? and, and, And here's another thing, bro. And like I said, me and Coop argue about LeBron all the freaking time. But, no yo, as, but listen, ap- stop that. Anyway, athletes, <laughs> KD, Kyrie, all you NBA players, stop taking shots at LeBron, man. Listen, I know, I know, I know. I, I think Jordan is the greatest player of all time. That's truly what I believe. But man, I love LeBron James as a basketball player, bro. But one thing LeBron does that a lot of these players don't do: he leads and he holds himself accountable, bro. Stop taking shots at shots this man. This man, KD, made a top five list and had Kobe, Shaq, and Hakeem over LeBron James. I'm like, bro, are you serious, bro? Come on, man. Like, bro, get the this only, man do. The only thing you can reasonably talk down on LeBron's game is his free throws. That That's it. But, man, bro, this, this man has taken horrible teams to the finals. He beat the 73 and 9 Warriors. Came back back came back down 3-1. Kyrie, you won a championship because you had LeBron James on your team. Then went to Boston and saw that you weren't a leader. Then all of a sudden you want to apologize. Bro, get, just give LeBron his credit, bro. And I'm just give LeBron I mean. his credit. If if through your whole if through your whole career, the only downside about your game is you're not as good as a free throw shooter as you should be. That's a pretty damn good career. Like yeah, you got Shaq a good was, ass game. Shaq was a horrible free throw shooter, but now that's not a knock on his game. That's just a running joke we have. And Shaq don't care. Shaq, Shaq makes fun of his lack of free throw shooting. And at this point, I'm sure LeBron does too. He's like, look, I ain't Shaq. That's that's it. That's all he has to say. I ain't Shaq. That's facts, man. Like it'll it'll be interesting, man. I want to see when this team faces adversity, bro. That first end of the game where KD's like, damn, I should have got the ball. And Kyrie's like, nah, nigga, I got it. Like, and then Steve Nash is just sitting there like, eek. Steve Nash is like, Kyrie. Steve Nash really needs to tell Kyrie, shut up. If you can't outshoot me in practice today, you don't get to take the next shot. But you got to think, this is the second time Kyrie is not the best player on this team. Yep. But – it is the first time that he's chosen his running mate. So we'll you chose him. You cho- just like you, Kyrie, just like Kawhi Leonard. You, you chose, chose Paul George. You so, chose KD. 
So I don't want to hear it. And if Kyrie loses and the Lakers repeat, which I kind of predict they are, we, we got to hit them with the we got to hit them with the Thanos line. All of your failures yeah. led you back to me. Back to me. Literally, oh, Lord. if LeBron, if the Nets play the Lakers in the NBA Finals and LeBron wins, KD has just eliminated himself from contention, bro. Because think about it. After this year, Kawhi Leonard has completely eliminated himself forever being compared to LeBron or Jordan. If KD loses this year, you have completely eliminated yourself from being in the conversation. With I LeBron. mean, in my in my opinion, I think you can already eliminate KD from the conversation in comparison to LeBron because you had to join the seventy three nine Warriors to win. Oh 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 oh! Trust the NBA me, trust Finals. Me. I've been re- and, I've been eliminated him from and, that. And, and here's the thing about that logic, right? And a lot of people try to say, "Well, LeBron, he did the same thing." Well, it's not the same. LeBron James, no. I mean, Jamal's a Miami Heat fan as well. LeBron James joined a rebuilding Miami Heat, and they built a team around him after that. This man didn't join the team that came back from the NBA Finals. That was 73-9. LeBron, so, LeBron joined a non-playoff team. Exactly. While KD joined a team that went to the NBA Finals and realistically could have could have had a chance to win the NBA Finals. You know what I'm saying? So. All that Kate, all that LeBron did the same thing stuff. We gotta get rid of that argument too, man. In my Kate, opinion, Katie went to a team that arguably could have won the ring without him again. Yeah. So, so it, it honestly didn't matter at all. Katie is what Katie and LeBron did were two different things. So I think what LeBron did is a, is a knock on his legacy. Yes, but it's nowhere near the knock that Katie did. Now, before we get into this next segment, allow me to introduce our guest, a man that needs no intro, but I'm going to give him one anyway. You can catch him over at Shade 45 any day. The amazing, the illustrious, the opinionated, the almighty Justin Hunt. He's here with us and we're going to get right into it. So let's go. Let's get it. Just the way we do it. The ignorant way. You know, there's a lot of Kanye comparisons. and mm-hmm. You know, I... I Anderson Pack has just been more active. You know, you're more yeah. active. Activity is the new awesome, you know. So he's been able to put out projects more consistently. He's had more range. And at the same time, chances We we yeah. we know how we know how most of us feel about that last album. It was it was oh, oh it was terrible. Slow. But then now he's you know, but now he's he's you know, he's he's got public lawsuits with his manager. Yeah, you know, um, Kanye West. It's interesting when when Kanye puts out albums and people work with Kanye. Kanye usually sets up the other person's sound, right? So like before we got Travis Scott heavy, we got Yeezus, right? Before Kid Cudi, we got him on his own. We got 808s, right? So whoever mm-hmm. Kanye is pushing next, he usually leads with the sound with the people, so people get ready for it. Um, Yandy didn't come out, and I have a theory that Yandy might have set up chances a little differently, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know how much of a setup it would have taken to make that album better. Nothing. But, you know, I say I have to say, I'm not even curious about Chance anymore. Like, I I feel like I've been on a downward slope in terms of my appreciation for his albums. Like, I like every album a little bit less than the next, or a little bit more than the next. Right, like I like acid rap better than coloring book. I like coloring book better than the next one. You know, I know a lot of people who like ten day better than acid rap. I mean, if, if that if if you look at it like that, that's what that's what I've been thinking about a whole lot lately. It's like I just don't have the last time he's been better than the previous time I saw him. You know, and that stands out in twenty twenty to me this year because now I never thought to see him with lawsuits and internal strife that's based on the lack of reception of his music. Exactly. Cause we, we've always seen chance as kind of running a pretty tight ship. Like he was always, he was always real positive with his music. And when you see him in public, he never really had beef. He never even had slight arguments with people and especially mm. kind of coming from the Kanye tree. Kanye, Kanye loves his arguments and disputes. He kind of always has. They've, they've gotten a lot bigger than they used to be, but we don't need to get into that. Just music-wise, he's always been able to pick fights. 
back when it was with 50 or George Bush. And Chance just kind of seemed to be the polar opposite of that, even though they're from the same place and they come from the same production tree. And that just went out the wayside lately. And it's kind of, it's really weird to see. I mean, I don't know. His dad worked in, he was in politics. He was in Rahm Emanuel's administration. So, you know, uh-huh. uh, chances always seem like a respectful cat. But I don't know. I can't really call it. You know, I, so, I think about albums like um, Eternal Ataki, the first one. Because I thought that was the best album that I'd heard from, from uh, Uzi Vert. And it's just completely disappeared. Like the whole world changed right after that album came out. And it's like, Thanks. I went back Thanks. and listened to it the other day. And I was like, dang, this, this joint is actually great. It's crazy how the whole world made it forgotten. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that album was amazing too. Shout out to Ooh. Uzi. The world started doing what it wanted. So mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of regional hip hop because I, I've heard the different sounds and I have what I prefer from my sounds. Do you have a certain region that you're more fond of? Um, I know it's not the 90s or the 80s anymore, but we got to bring back East Coast, West Coast rivalry. I'm all for it. Uh, I like lyricism. I like lyrics first. You know, I'm not, I like the bars. That's my favorite thing about rap in the first place. Favorite thing about hip hop, to be honest. Like I'll, I'll listen to an album with whack beats if the raps are great before I listen to an album with whack raps and great beats. You know what I mean? So in that regard, I'm not sure if there's a region connection to it, but there's definitely a type of artist connection to it. I think if you're a New York rap fan, this is a great year for you, though. I think Pop Smoke, the album is great. Griselda put out two of the best projects. I mean, three great projects. They're probably three years in a row just been killing it. Um, The Conway album is immaculate same thing with the benny joint buster rhymes album was great a lot of people like Nas's album the jay elect album got jay-z all over it you know like there's fabio foreign chef g you know there's a lot of dope dope stuff coming out of new york and it's a lot of rage you know what i mean i feel like if you're an east coast rap fan this is probably the best year in a very long time for you east coast coast. facts man because it's like man you can literally you got, boom, you got Fabio Form, you got the Pop Smoke, then boom, you got Griselda, the Derringer beats. You know, it's it's, it's crazy out here, man. But I, I got a real interesting question. What do you feel about Freddie Gibbs? Like, how do I you feel probably, about Freddie Gibbs? I think he's finally getting his, his flowers, and it's beautiful to see. You know, my favorite Freddie Gibbs project is Midwest Gangsta Cadillac Music. And it's a, I think it's a second mixtape. It's the one that came out when he got the freshman cover, right? Yeah. And and Freddie, you know, I, there's a there's a I don't know if it's fair to call it a theory, but every artist has five years to be Drake, <laughs> or or yeah. they're or they're officially chasing Freddie Gibbs, right? And I think he maximized how much of a compliment that really is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is his what. 15th year around the industry, 13th year around the industry, and this year he's Grammy nominated. You know, the Alfredo joint is a great, great album. I'm not sure if I like it more than, you know, uh, Pinata. I'm not sure I like it more <laughs> than Bandana. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But that's how great Freddie Gibbs is. And so, you know, he's had so many fantastic projects in a row. I'm really happy to see him be celebrated this year. Facts, man, because coming out of Gary, Indiana for Freddie Gibbs, you know, he putting it on for the Midwest movement. And then I would actually say Alfredo to me is the best, you know, album of 2020 for various reasons. But Pinata especially was his best work. And it's crazy. He's just now getting his just due because I remember him rapping with Currency when I was in high school. Like I'm listening to Scottie Pippins on a covert coop uh, mixtape in high school. Classic. Classic, Classic, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> he had a lot. One of my favorites, and I swear, I, I think there needs to be a marijuana strain named after this. He had a line <laughs> a long time ago that said that other reefer can't get you as high as I take you. Take a hit of this, I call it down goes Frazier. That to me should be a name. That, that's the tree. Down, down goes, goes Frazier. I'm smoking that down goes Frazier right now. Uh, that's what Freddie gives, man. 
You already know, make the pack that cover of him taking the canvas right? fall. Right? <laughs> I mean, they'd be like Freddie Gibbs and the Muhammad Ali pose, like, you yes, yes, bro. <laughs> Freddie got to do that, man. <laughs> that so, is, so hard. So it's, since you know, but since, I'm a big fan of Freddie. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Yeah. So since since you went ahead and spit that bar for us, off the top of your head, what would you say is one of your favorite bars of all time? Any rapper, any era. Just I think a person's. Favorite bar says a lot about their music taste. Favorite bars of all time. Well, let's take a look around. Let's get a let's get a primer here. And Coop, I know you see the MF Doom on the wall. Boy, what you know about that's that's hey. my man. Hey. Like mad you know, villain, man. mad hey. villainy to this day is a top hey. ten album. So. Hey, a lot yeah, of people, a lot, a lot of people don't know about MF Doom, man. A lot of people don't know about that, bro. I think that you know. I think more people are finding out slowly, and it's about time, man, because he's one of the greatest ever. I mean, he, you mm-hmm. want to talk about world building? You know, yes. you, we see a lot of we see a lot of people create their own communities and uh, accentuate their fan bases through it. You know, this dude got dropped. His brother died. He was homeless and sleeping on a bench. It was like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'll just put on a mask and rap from different perspectives. And it worked, you know. What I mean? it worked. <laughs> like, that, yes. like that is amazing, and it's and his beat and his ear for beats is incredible. Um, one of my favorite lines of all time. I've been saying this all all month because it feels like that type of month in hip hop. Um, it comes from Mmm Food, a song called uh, "Rap Conditions, Rap Snitches, Telling All Their Business, Sit in the Court and Be Their Own Star Witness." <laughs> ah. Dang man, hey, hey! All, all I'm gonna say is, don't go on DJ Vlad. That's all I'm gonna say. It, it ain't, it ain't Vlad's fault. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can go on Vlad. We never talk about the people who go on Vlad and don't get arrested. Why don't we just talk about the people who go on Vlad and get arrested? He interviews and, and a that, lot of people who never get arrested. And that's the crazy I feel like part. It should you, be easy to not snitch on yourself. You, you, you gotta learn. You gotta learn media training, bro. Before you get on there, bro. That's that's where rappers need PR people for that very reason. Don't incriminate yourself. Don't be dumb. Coop, I know you got a bar for us. Get get give us one of your favorite historic bars. Man, one of my favorite historic bars, man. Oh man, it would probably have to be off a of Lulu mixtape by Kanye. It um no no no, it's by it's off a of Bullet Club by Con, by Conway and Lloyd Banks and Benny the Butcher was on there and Lloyd Banks said, "I bite like a shepherd." No, he said, "I bark like a shepherd, bite like Pennywise." And I was like, "Damn!" Mm. I was I was I was like I was like I didn't know Lloyd Banks could spit like that until I heard Bullet Club. Mm. I was like, he said, bark like a shepherd, bite like Pennywise. I'm like, yo, hold on. Like, Lloyd, like, same dude in G Unit? Like, just Disco mm. Inferno? Like, you like, what? And like, man, that's 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 one of my I was like, that woke me up. And Justin, in case you don't know, Pennywise is probably Cook's favorite uh non-fictional character, period. He loves Pennywise because I dressed up as- for him. As mm. Coop's favorite line when we talk about Pennywise, where is it? It's all in your mind. Pennywise, it's all in your mind, bro. Mm. It was, and, and I, I dressed up for him for Halloween two years ago. Don't ask. It's a long story. I found a costume. Yeah, you had all the extra teeth and, and <laughs> yeah. jawline ins and everything. Damn. I had the mask, but the tricky part was finding a plus size costume <laughs> in for Pennywise, bro. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, that's funny. It sounded like you did it though. It sounded mm. like it was successful, and made so, and made a video out of it, bro. To be honest with you, man, I I really don't think I have just a favorite bar of all time, bro. Because yeah, y'all y'all know I'm more into. Unfortunately, I'm one of those. I'm one of those guys that's more into beats and all that. I do like lyrics, but I never just have my favorite bar of all time, man. So beats, hoes, and rhymes. Bro, listen. Listen, bro. Beats are my thing. But nah, I don't think I can answer that question for you right now, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, G. 
Okay, that's cool. Because I can, we can end the segment off with what I think one of the greatest lines of all time. No, surprisingly, no coop. It's not a Lupe. It's not. It's not Revenge of the Nerds. What? It's not Revenge of the Nerds. No, no Lupe Fiasco. What? Not this time, but it was a man who severely, severely influenced him. It's my man Nas. And yes, I'm always uh, on Nas's side when it comes to the him Jay-Z beef. Ether wins, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Once you get called a tie boho, you lose. I don't care. <laughs> hey, you rock ho- I No, he said I rock You rock fellas. I rock hoes, you rock fellas. I said oh, man. But I disagree with that so much. I mean, it was definitely your mama <laughs> jokes. You did a good job with your mama jokes on that one. I just feel like, I just feel like Hove overdid it. You know, like Jay Z has that line: "Don't make me do it, do it to you, Dunny," because I overdo it. Like uh, he says on the verse right before the verse on Takeover, that's that Nas. "Don't make me do it to you, Dunny," because I overdo it. And that's actually what happened. Like if Jay Z yep. doesn't do super ugly freestyle, like that's the next day or on Hot 97, he starts talking about skeeting in your Jeep, left condoms on your baby seat. If he doesn't do that, yeah. I think it's a different, I think it's a different battle because mm-hmm. in 2001, we didn't want to hear two of the best rappers talk about fucking each other's girl. That's what happened with Biggie and Tupac. And both of them ended up dead. Like exactly. got in little, the same little, year. You got a little too close to that third rail over there. You know what I mean? Like, I think after that, it was pretty much, all right, let's stop this right now. Nah, yeah, yeah. So, my bar to end it all, still my man Nas. It's the thin line between paper and hate, friends and snakes, nine millies and 38s, hell of the pearly gates. I was destined to come, predicted, blame God, he blew breath in my lungs. Mm. Hate, boy. You're fire. But now, yeah. we're, off, we're off to a new segment, to a new game of Hip Hop HQ. Gonna play, gonna play some songs, play some bars. They may be the song, they may be the instrumental. It just depends on what I decide and how I'm feeling at the moment. So we just gonna see who knows what. And Justin, since you the hip hop master, we gonna see. Let's see where I'm at. Let's see. Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Get this man out here. Bro. That's classic, though. Mm. So I'm gonna assume everyone knows the song. Crisscross <laughs> jump, yes sir. Crisscross. Don't try to compare us to another bad little fan of the back and a bad. Give you something that you never had. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Hey, wasn't this song? Wasn't wasn't this song Dead Jam? No, no, no. So so deaf. It was so so deaf. It was so so deaf, but it. it, Oh, you mean Def Jam fight for New York or the video game? Is that what you saying? Yeah, yeah, the video game. No, no, it wasn't on that one. I don't think it was on the game. But they were starting to so so deaf. Jermaine Dupri. Were they? Wow, Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't know they were part of so so deaf. Hey, hey, trust me, trust me, bro. Jermaine Dupri did did crisscross so bad, it's unreal, bro. Hey, and a, a fun hip hop fact. What Usher's talking about on Confessions is not his love story. It was Jermaine Dupree. Now, I don't know who's loving Jermaine Dupree that hard, but hey, money makes you do weird things. Thanks. But we all yeah, to the had Janet ja- He had Jan Jackson for a long time. I salute that, man. Hey, man, when you got that paper, when you got that paper. There you go. Janet make you do some things. But hey, next track. And this one, I'll give you bonus. If you can tell me where it's sampled from, too. Oh, damn. Because it could be from anywhere. It ain't hard to tell. I ain't sell. Ever fail. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the sample on that, though. I'm Y'all definitely don't... not the same. I'm not one of those guys, man. I'll tell you. I've never been, oh, that's the, oh, that's track three on the B-side <laughs> to R&B song in the back of the record store. I've never been like, a sample guy. I can't even tell you that. You know, I, I make sure. I remember going through a phase when I was coming up as a journalist writing reviews. And, like, I had to go search to find out what a sample was on a mixtape and didn't realize <laughs> I was snitching. 
Like a lot of times, that was back when people weren't really putting the credits on everything. And now here come a bunch of journalists like trying to flex their hip hop knowledge and calling out all these samples used in these rap songs that weren't cleared in 2010, 11, 12. And now you got people snitching on, snitching on themselves. But you love, but you love the samples. I, I feel like the good samples, like that's what makes it. Like if you can listen to it, it's like, damn, that's a good sample off that beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh no, don't get me. Yeah, I, love, I mean that's. I agree 100. percent It's one of my favorite things about hip hop. I love the. I love that it's sample based. Well, the correct answer was the sample from that is actually Michael Jackson's "Human Nature." Mm, wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's hard to hear in that first few seconds, but once it goes on and then it repeats, you definitely hear human nature. Um, nice. If you listen to a Nas's Illmatic live version, he just stops the show and says, by the way, the sample is from human nature, and bam. Mm. But this next one, I'm only going to play two seconds because this specific track, you should know exactly what it is and who it's from in the first five. Okay, so let's get it. Hey, them students, hey, college students, boy, right. starting your semester, <laughs> right? I'm packing your suitcases, filling up your dresser. No. man, I, just put it in God's hands. I make the right pieces that make Jesus say, God. <clears throat> for them non-believers <laughs> man shout out shout out to, man that to this day man that mixtape arguably i feel like that the drought three and no ceilings might be the top three mixtapes of all time i'd hate of my of, of my uh, up since, since i was born since See, i really I know, started man. listening I, to music since i really started listening to music i definitely put i definitely put uh Fahrenheit 115. Oh. Or Robert oh. A. I mean, I mean, I mean, well, first of all, Switch on its own is one of the oh best mixtape tracks ever. I can't, that's the best <laughs> Lupe track of all time. That was, that was crazy. Right. Just just let the words move you to the woozy. Let the lyrics do you. What size is you? the rules on it. You do beautiful switch. It's a bitch. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That was crazy. Mean and Vicious. Truthfully, it's I have mean. no verses because the verses be so intimidating. They be bullying, picking on me, instigating, pointing out all the second one limitations. Like, you ain't got no imitation, imitation like, like bits, bits of, of bacon. bacon. <laughs> then they get the chorus and the beat. They get together. Then they all gang up on them and get to hate it. I mean, come on, man. Like, uh, not a lot of people got that kind of imagination, man. Like, who is battling versus... I got to put one in them in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see, think I'm saying which one you should take out. You I, see your Fahrenheit, I see your Fahrenheit 115, and I will raise you another one that is often of, overlooked, but I'll still say it's a top 10 mixtape of all time, is Mac Miller's Faces. That was dope. That was. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. But that one, it just showed... It just showed an artist's different sounds. And one thing I do appreciate about any artist is being able to sound different, but still sound like them. Mm. Yeah, man, he was an artist artist. And I think that was that was one of the coolest things to, you know, witness culturally over time. I don't think that Mac earned the respect of his peers of the culture. And I'm not sure he came in with it. But he left, oh. leaving an impact on a generation. And uh, he worked on it. He worked for it, and he deserves it because he earned it. What I say about Mac is he was one of the first artists 
I chose to be a fan of. Like when by the time I was born, Michael Jackson was a legend. I didn't have to choose to be a Michael Jackson fan. The world made me one against my will, even if I didn't want to. I love Michael Jackson. Um, Prince was the same way. He was already a legend by the time I was born. I didn't have to become choose to become a fan. It just it was instilled in the in the world. So I love Mac for that. I'm never going to forget him. But this one, Justin, I don't know if you'll know this one. This is a real, real Dallas one. <laughs> uh, uh, this man, this man pulling out, this man pulling out Dallas music, bro. This man, 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 Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Who's that? Put me on. So that's one of our Dallas natives called Young Nation. Uh, mm. They, they the they're the equivocal of the Dallas sound at that point in time, and they are honestly ahead of their time because their rap style now is the exact same cadence that the rappers use now. Um, the baby raps just like they were rapping. But they were doing it in 2011, 2012. Mm. So they're, yeah, their cadence is just exact, almost exactly the same. And they were just two goofy kids out of Dallas who just show our culture. They don't mm. take things too serious. They got Dallas haircuts. And Dallas is a real dancing city, in case you never know. We call it jigging. Let's just say we boogie all the way to Taco Bell. Do y'all rock boogie. with uh, do y'all do y'all do y'all like uh, Bobby Sessions? Yeah, yeah, I fool with Bobby Sessions. I I I mess with him a little bit. Um, I would still say that the most popular Dallas person right now is still probably Yellow Beasy. Yeah, because the the thing about Yellow, I would say, arguably Mo Three is a way better music artist who makes way better songs. It was just Yellow Beasy had that first international hit mm. like that's on me is like the epitome like that's a dallas song like if dallas yeah. had a theme song like that's on me baby like that's it mm. at, le- that, at I, least I, I, I at least during these times it would be because the dallas anthem is by far Southside the realist drug dealers killers what socks and gorillas, gorillas. <laughs> i was like I, I, <clears throat> I give it to that man so it's that's, it's, that's it's, a tough it is so. We're on to the next one. We just we just gonna see what y'all know because this one I believe is the greatest intro song to an album of all time, and I stand wow. by that statement. <laughs> Better prove it of all time. Yeah, mm. It's a lot of time. It is. Y'all don't know the album about nothing? You know, I I guess I I respect Wale because he, you know, he's heartfelt. I guess I'm just not a supporter. Okay. Wale, especially during those MMG days, were not not everyone's favorite. I like mixtape about nothing a lot. I thought that one was really dope. Thanks, man. I was about nothing was good. It wasn't. I mean, look, I don't think Wale really has a bad pro- project, except for maybe his first one on uh, Interscope before he went to MMG. Yeah. I think he has a strong catalog. I think he. Uh, I don't know, man. Like you know, sometimes if you just don't really like somebody, it's hard to really like pay attention it, to him. It, it is then, Wale is an acquired taste. He's an acquired taste. I just yeah, feel he, like I, I just feel like his. Uh, I feel like he's always thought higher of himself. I could definitely yeah, see, see I that. I can see that. Like, because, like, when I think about, like, he would always get so upset about year-end lists, but never really support anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was—he was the type of person to be like, "Complex, you didn't put me on this list." 
Yeah, well, but you didn't talk to us or do an interview. So, <laughs> thanks. No, I mean, like, it's kind of hard. Like, you know, you know, Wale's the type of person who will point out all the love he's not getting before he talks about the love he does get. And I think that makes me not listen to him as much. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not appreciative of your crowd who really does support you. Right. I, I feel yeah. that. Especially from a journalistic standpoint, is why you why you write all these things about me. That's not that's not what happened. Why didn't you let me interview you for the story to tell the people what did happen? Look, DJ Vlad came up earlier, but pick a publication. I mean, any site. Most sites are also covering release dates, new video, turkey giveaways, back to school drives. Like you can go to any site and figure find what new artist is doing for the community. You know, but the artists tend to react to the stuff they don't like, yeah. right? They they won't necessarily support the stuff they do like, but if they <laughs> don't like it, then it's the media's fault. You know, it happens with people at record labels all the time. You know, if the artist does well, the artist is like, "Man, I did, I'm killing it." But if the artist didn't do well, they're like, "Man, this label, I got to get off this label." You know, it's it's a product of being an artist in general, I think. But you know. For me, it puts a distance between my ability to appreciate something past respecting how good they are at their craft. And Wale is incredible at his craft, but mm -hmm. it makes it difficult for me to like pay attention to him because I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's one of those. I'm so used to him reacting off negative energy than positive. Uh, understood. I I call that the Kyrie effect. Complete, completely talented, one of the best guys ever. But when he opens his mouth, you're just, God, please stop talking. It, he's one of the guys you want to shut up and dribble. Because he, yeah, he doesn't. Didn't Shannon say that? Shannon Sharp say that today? He said that. Somebody said yeah. that today. He like probably that. Yeah. did. He probably shout out did. To, shout out to Uncle Shay, boy. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. Right. It'll be interesting to see how, how many uh, fines they're willing to take with him not talking to the media. Hey, but. he's got the money. He's got the money to pay it, so we'll see. But, but, but that's what but that's what I don't get. It's it's in your contract, bro. Like that's the that's what you signed up for. Kyrie's a yeah. different animal. I I get it, man. But there's there's always been a lot of people who push the margins on what they wouldn't want to do. You know, mm -hmm. like you know, um, mm -hmm. Dennis Rodman would take vacations during the playoffs. You know what I mean? There was <laughs> you know, never Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Abdul never got the same love and respect that Will Chamberlain and Phil Russell got because the journalists of that era thought he was just difficult to talk to. They thought he was too militant or whatever. You know, so, I mean, the fact that Kareem isn't regularly listed as possibly the only guy better than Jordan is crazy on its own. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Kareem wore what's the what's the what's the interlude from the Last Little Brother album? Kareem is the greatest. He had goggles when he saw. We look at the court. He saw twenty people on the court. That's why they make the sky hooks to shoot over his double vision. Damn. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is that's, kinda, that's a good though, point. right. That's you a good, that's a good point, man. That's great. So I'm not I'm not mad at Kyrie for you know being a little oddball. You know I. I'm more frustrated with Kyrie for being oddball and not getting back to the finals without LeBron. All the shit he talked, mm. been back mm. to the finals. Go right <clears throat> Don't be talking that much and not be beating the person you said is less than this other person who also needed another person to get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Like, this Thank is you. like, y'all gonna be the best, yes. like, you know, <laughs> team hoppers I've ever seen in my life. If y'all get there this year, thank you, thank God. You got y'all are also injured, and they're also injury prone individuals. So we Bro. shall see. We we gonna see. Coop, this next one, you don't get to say nothing because I know you know it. I know okay. you. Know. Okay. okay. I, 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 and I, I gotta I gotta run after this one, fellas. But this was fun. I really do appreciate. It. Oh, so so. Hey, got yeah. it. We we appreciate having you on. So since it's the last one, we're going to go out with a bang. Baby, you summertime, fine. I let you get on top, I be the underline. I'm trying to get beside you like the number nine dime. You fine as hell. I guess I met you for a reason, only time can tell. But well, I'm wondering what type of shit you wanted. 
Do you like the finer things and you were simple? Well, Justin, that? that's J. Cole. J. Cole, who? That's J. Cole and Drake in the morning. In the morning. Gotcha. I like Cole, man. I, I respect Cole. He's, he's, he's everyone respect over you. He goes so hard. I, I, it's hard not to. Uh, like, I like. No one ever agrees with me on this, but I like. Was it. What's the name of that album? It had ATM on it. Um, KOD. Yeah. KOD. KOD. That's my favorite mm-hmm. J. Cole album. By far my favorite. J. Cole album, and I'm not saying it's his best one, but I'm saying it's my favorite one, because everything else before that sounded so referential. It sounded like you know, a regular rapper. It, it sounded like he would just be a regular rapper in the 90s, you know? Okay. J. Cole has always been dope. I agree. I, I can agree with that take. He definitely sounds like a regular rapper in the 90s, and like a lot of his concepts, and then every time he shows up, he's always sneak dissing. I never really respect people that gotta do that. Like he's always like he's always like it's Kanye, it's Wale, it's it's Macklemore, it's Iggy Azalea. Like he's always he shows up, throws something, and gets back to. But he's probably got to stay together and uh, lose your virginity and uh, like you still like he, it's like he plays being this nice guy, but then he still does the same trolling tricks at first. And so that was always a little. Mm. I mean, I'm a 1985 is that was the first look on KOD. No one gets mad at him for it, but everyone gets mad at everyone else for doing the same thing. And that's how you can tell J. Cole was like so needed and so appreciated, so beloved because of what he represented when he came out. He got a whole lot of passes for a whole lot of things no one else ever gets by with. And it took him a long time before he made an album that no one else had really made before. And KOD was that album. I never really heard an album where people were talking about mental illness the way he was talking about it, adding solutions to what people can do. You know, how to get through these, like, not saying it's never been done, but I'm saying that the way he approached it was fresh. And I rock with J. Cole for that. But I spent a lot of time listening to J. Cole. I'm like, man, he came out at the right time because he would be a regular rapper in 1998. I'm not sure how much love he would catch in yeah. 2001, you know, so. Hey, hey, I'm going to drop an album same day as Kanye. Yeah, and he did. And lose, and he would know he wouldn't. He would not do better than God. I'm sorry, man. Kanye no, is gonna he, be the top seller rapper ever. Kanye got the church people now. Kanye selling Yeezys to Confederates. Okay, everybody yeah. got. Something hey, put that they on. Love. Put that on his shirt. Put that on his shirt. Kanye selling Yeezys <laughs> to Confederates, bro. Right. He's like everybody has something they love about Kanye that they love so much that they're willing to look past all the stuff they don't like. And that is why that's the most powerful thing I've ever seen in my life. Like he went from being the only rapper to have a direct relationship with three presidents to actually running for president. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like since 04. Facts. That's an oh. effective 16 years. Who's done more in 16 years, period? <laughs> the guy the, it was. The only he got the black only... people moving to Wyoming. To Wyoming. How many black people can name one city in Wyoming? Only black people in Wyoming are the people who play for the football team at the University the of Wyoming. Right. Yeah, University of Wyoming. That was it. Right. That's only, it might be the only school in the whole state. They only have it might as well be. People. They don't have a million people in the state. Man, hold on. There, might, there might be up. Wyoming and a whole bunch of community colleges. There's there's more people in Dallas, Texas than there is in the entire state of Wyoming. Their population is like four hundred thousand. It, it's and not even. Get, and yet they get two senators. Two. Everybody gets two for some reason, but yeah. But I bro, can say, bro, this man is not capping, bro. It's literally the University of Wyoming and nothing but community colleges, bro. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That, <laughs> yep. They don't I have just looked people. that up. They what do they don't have any other? They don't have any other people. They don't need any. They don't need anyone else. I'm sure UT, the population of UT and A and M is sixty percent of their whole state. Problem? Yeah, you know. Hey, so Kanye got people caring over there. Hey, He's look, doing all right. The, and Kanye still falls from that Jay Z tree, and that Jay Z tree is pretty damn successful. It is. It is. Yeah. Would you take the Jay Z tree or the Dr. Dre tree? Dr. Dre. Ah, I'm I'm biased on that one. I'm East Coast. I'm East Coast all the way. Um, Lupe's my Dre favorite. Tree. That uh, that Dr. Dre tree is special. 
Bro, literally yeah. 50, 50 in Eminem alone. Like, literally 50 in 50 Eminem M. alone. Like, that's... Yeah. Ah. And Snoop. And Snoop. And Martin. Snoop. And, and Easy e And then you, and you can also... You can say Bone Thugs. With Bone Thugs. Without Dr. Dre, you don't get that. Lloyd Banks version was talking about in the beginning. Facts. Ah. And you know what? Dre, Dre showed love to the Texas people from the get-go. Because remember that that one of those first scenes in Straight Outta Compton, one of the first producers they got in the studio to work with NWA were three Texas guys. Mm -hmm. DOC, baby. DOC from Dallas. Yes, sir. You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to roll with the Dre tree no matter how much I love Lupe. That Dre tree is magnificent, my friends. Yo, fellas, this is dope, man. Keep me me, uh, posted on the next time. I guess you guys do this every Tuesday, is that? Every Tuesday. Yeah, man. Well, let me know next time, man. This was dope. And when it goes live, let me know too. I'll share. Hey, I got you, my brother. Glad to have you on the show. We'll have you live and you are on episode 60. Nice. Well, happy holidays to y'all, man. Man, appreciate it, my brother. You too, my man. You too, man. All right. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Justin was on the show. He gave us his knowledge. That's what happens when you are a professional reporter for the Shade 45. I ain't got to that point yet. We ain't got to that point yet, but we might get there one day if y'all help us and keep listening. Y'all, we have come to the end of another episode. I know it was an entertaining one. How did y'all feel about it? Oh, man, it was a great episode, man. Love to talk about the hip-hop, man, from the OGs. Man. I'll go ahead and say, and y'all know me, I always get my goofy endings and all that. But I'm just saying, you know, man, this was a great episode, man. Shout out to Justin for coming on and doing yes, the episode sir. with us, man. And uh, shout out to Coop, Jamal, Justin, man. Y'all was just dropping gems, um, music, hip-hop, and all that. And, you know, me, I just kept my mouth shut because I don't know. I don't know that stuff, man. But it was great information, the great game, great gems, great t- content, man. I thought overall, man, this was we ever had. It's good. This is a good one, man. I do too, Turk. So, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. I want you all to give a nice thank you to our man, Justin. You can catch him on Twitter at The Company Man. He is at The Company Man. And show him some love. Tell him thank you from the Ignite fam. We appreciate him, even though he couldn't finish the show with us. But that's why, hey, we'll take 10 seconds from him if we can. So it's time to give the final thoughts to the people. Turk, where you at? What's up? What's up? Hey, man, fellas, keep listening to us, man. We're going to constantly put out good content. My boy Jamal, you know what I'm saying? We got some hoodies made, as you guys saw on the Twitter page. Go ahead, hit up Jamal if you want to get in some of those. We might have uh, something soon. We might have something else coming soon. <coughs> Fat boy season. But we'll mm. talk about that another time. But with that being said, hey, guys, stay safe out there. Please wear your mask. Man, uh, enjoy yourselves. This is holidays. This is time to enjoy yourselves. Spend time with your family. This is the time to be happy, man. Just enjoy yourselves during this time of holidays. And we're out. We good. We Gucci. Cool. What's up? It's your boy B Coop Jet underscore affiliated man. Great episode. Shout out to that man Justin. Uh, shout out to the hip hop culture in general, man. In the words of Loaded Lux, give them hip hop when they give you hurdles, man. Um, Fat Boy season. You know we're still in the midst of that. Fellas, protect your plates. And also when these D one Ignite University hoodies drop, shorties go by your own. These are unstealable hoodies. They come. <laughs> They come with the ink tab on them in case you try to steal them. Theft control monitors. Facts. They cannot be stolen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end. We, As we love to say, this is the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the holiday season. I need you all to stay safe, stay happy. Don't spend outside your means. Santa will understand. Lord baby Jesus will understand. It's been a rough 2020 for a lot of the people financially. I understand. But once again, come get your ignorant hoodies while you can because we got a short supply and they going fast. You can cash app any of us. Our cash app is dollar sign Adidas King 5. It is the same as my Twitter name. Come get you some. I'm also delivering them personally with cookies. 
cookies. Who don't love cookies? Cook, and, Jamal, love and Jamal put his foot in them. I put my foot in them. You can call me Captain Ahoy if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, like I love to say, the head assery. The head assery. Hey, but like, like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving, wear a damn mask, and stay the hell away from me. And we out. <laughs> the <laughs> random ad. <laughs> <laughs>